Welcome back to the Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonington and Dan Malecki. Welcome back to the Friday Form Panel. I'm just sending off the burning questions. We'll have a cast, uh, an outstanding team, to be honest, as we normally do. Uh, Clayton Tonkin's going to join us, David Moles, and the great form analyst, Darren Carroll. So we're going to learn more, but I, I do have breaking news for you, Mr. Malecki, and it's, mm. it is, it's big. It's quite large, I think. For the, for the race, Honolulu Bay is out of the Victoria Cup. Right. So you, you and I have both spent 143 hours trying to work out the speed map, and you've got uh, Alpha through Omega. We'll now throw in the possibility of Bulletproof Boy getting across and finding the front first. How do, you like fair, how, do you, how do you like them apples? Well, that's where I got into the Greek alphabet because I was including if Bulletproof Boy got into the race, it could make a difference. And there goes my theory of emergencies in in fields there. Um, but he is a fast beginner, and I suspect that uh, he, he might be too quick for better Eclipse initially. Uh, well, possibly. So... Um, that really does change things around. But you can see from market-wise, if he does lead, better Eclipse's chances are weakened because Bulletproof Boy would take a trail. Um, mm. It makes a big difference when we've been betting on this race all week. So, again, it's my push to have emergencies drawn out of the field. And what I mean by that is outside the front line and the ODM horses can be outside the back row. If it's good enough for an ODM horse to be a maiden in a Group 1 race, BODM, what's the difference with emergencies? I, I, I can't understand why it, this hasn't caught on. Um, great for, for Scott Ewan or anyone gets emergency into the field, but if you're the 13th best horse, um, you know, you probably should have the 13th best barrier. Yes, I, as I do with most things, I concur with you, Mr. Blakey, with, um, with intent, as a matter of fact, but we'll talk more about that in a moment. Uh, we'll get to the Victoria Derby final because it's worth... $200,000 sponsored by Woodland Stud and the Lost Storm hasn't been scratched. So it, it feels like earlier in the week it felt like the Lost Storm would not take his place and got out to some pretty wild odds. He's still $8. This is the pre-series top seed by a space. But I tell you what, I've been lured into the real Sherlock. And the way I see this race, so the draws have worked out spectacularly for this race, haven't they, Dan? And you've got so many of the yeah. big guns off the second row. But I, I look at it and say... The real Sherlock looks like he's drawn poorly, but drawing wide on the front row compared to the second row here, I'm suspecting could be the difference, and that's why I'm going with him. Yeah, I mean, interesting information that has come through with Honolulu Bay, but also in the uh, the derby as well with the Lost Storm. It seems as if confident enough they'll get there because Alan McDonough's now the driver of Celebrity Royal. I was thinking if the Lost Storm didn't make it, Mark Pitt would probably drive him. So, uh, I mean, you want to have the Lost Storm there. There's no doubt about that. But it's amazing to think a horse that was a $1. twelve favourite last week, albeit he got beaten, you're getting sort of around the double-figure quote uh, for this week. So he, he could shorten dramatically. But clearly, I thought in the Tabureka he was a little disappointing, but gave him the benefit of the doubt. And he obviously had every chance last week. It was still a good run, though. That's the thing. I think we rate him so highly. His colours were lowered, but he wasn't bad. If he goes that good and he's not right, you know he's good. Barrier draw shapes the race, I think, terrific. Um, I didn't know which way to look here. I, I could easily have underestimated, overestimated, forgotten about uh, largely to a degree. And with the barrier draws, there were just so many different factors that came into it. Um, I, I would normally have tipped the Lost Storm, you know, until last week, but the barrier draw, the uncertainty whether he would start, uh, I understand he might have to undergo another vet's examination beforehand, or that could have happened today. But anyway, um, he's still, while he's there, you, you must be respectful of. 
Um, I, I've come up with Captain Hammerhead, number one, A, good enough to get in the Tap Eureka by way of a race that um, allowed him to get in. But I, I think the fact that he's had such a good season, uh, the fact that he could get into a, a race like that, have that experience. He had a coldish run last week. He hit the line really well. He didn't have to do it hard. Closed off with terrific sectionals. I thought he was an eye catcher. He's got gate speed to hold up and be in a prominent spot, whether he leads or not, to me is irrelevant because he can have a really good run. And I thought he was a good each-way chance. I can give pushes for a lot of others. Uh, naturally, the real Sherlock, who can make his own luck, and he was absolutely outstanding last week. Uh, got a lot of time for uh, Celebrity Royal. I think he's a beautiful, magnificent specimen of a horse. Excellent performance last week. Um, he was there to qualify. He finished off his race really well in a fast closing sectional. Room to move. Um, he's in the mix at big odds. And naturally Petrarca as well because he's so exciting and has got that electrifying speed. Now, I hadn't considered the lost storm. I was thinking he was more likely not to run than run, so I had to make a bit of a decision. And you know when you're doing tips early, you, these little things factor in. Um, he's too good to miss out. If he's there, treat him like he's right, the lost storm. He might be better coming from behind anyway. Perfect class. Uh, I think his run last week was excellent. Luke McCarthy takes the drive. Oliver Dan might have the draw to be effective from there as well. Uh, I think it's a terrific derby final, and I think it, the barrier draws really make it a terrific race as well. My tips are 1, 7, 10, and 3. Well, amazingly, quite phenomenally. We've got the same top four, just a slightly different order. The real Sherlock seems, even though he didn't race over a long trip over in New Zealand, he's been given the all-star treatment. You just feel like he's a stayer. He's got versatility. Um, he's got a, a great turn of speed. He can go forward. He might be even be able to find the front here. I think that he will if he does find the front. Who pulls on the pressure? The lost storm maybe if he's 100% right. I'm going to I hate to do this to the listeners on SEN track, but I'm going to wait for burning questions uh, and the chat with Clayton. So you'll have to check that out on the HRV yeah. socials to find out uh, exactly where he believes he is because like I say, if, you, if you're thinking... This is one of the great, the, um, the great examples I always make down. But if, you, if you'd been in a, just a short coma, just hit your head and, and you woke up, it was only a week coma, and, and you saw the lost storm was $8 in the, in the derby final without having seen the heat, you'd just wonder what, what in the world, yeah. according to Gart, was going on, and you'd have to have a bet. So um, no, I'll, no. I'll, wait, yeah. I'll wait for Clayton's word, but I'm going with the real Sherlock over Petrarca, who what I loved most about Petrarca last week is just the professionalism. Works to the front, absolutely goes to sleep, and then sprints the last 400 metres. So Petrarca's turning into the real deal, as in has all the weaponry. Captain Hammerhead, I'm with you. For third, I, I was mildly concerned if Louis Lewy flies out. The Captain Hammerhead ends up three poles, but he does have good, good solid early speed himself. If, if he's behind the leader, he's got to be a winning hope. His run last week was terrific, and Celebrity Royal is the massive overs in the race. It was $26, still 23 I mark Celebrity Royal... Seven and certainly the wonderful words you had about his physique and the way he presents. It's a little bit reduced choice in the Blue Diamond trying to win a uh, a Victoria Derby at your third start, but maybe Celebrity Royal's good enough. We'll learn more about that on Burning Questions as well. Quickly before we go to a break, well, not too quickly, but we'll at least make the case. The Pride's Easy Feed Victoria Cup. Give us um, at least Alpha through Theta in terms of your uh, <laughs> your, your possible scenarios, and then and then tell us which of Alpha through Omega you settled on, and because you nearly need to settle on an an idea of what you think is going to happen, so that you can find who you think is going to win. 
Mm. Oh, there's no doubt about that, and and see how they can progress on. And Bulletproof Boy, I'd say Scotty Ewan. Um, look, is he guaranteed to cross better Eclipse? If there was a horse in between them, I'd say yes. Like if something was scratched from wider out, I'd say Bulletproof Boy would cross better Eclipse. But better Eclipse can get out pretty well. Like he's got enough gate speed that he could make it really interesting, and uh, Greg Sugars could drive him for the spot that he wants to be in. Um, so Bulletproof Boy, it might be a real dash for the first 200. The truth is with Bulletproof Boy, I, I'd say Scotty Ewan would try to angle in pegs, get cover, and uh, his best chance to do that might be to have a crack for the early lead. Uh, and then to see who presses on there. Rock and roll do leap to fame. I'm sure Michael Stanley and Grant Dixon would both want the top. How hard they have to work there. Who's the quicker of those two? Is leap to fame a length and a bit faster than rock and roll do to get past him to get that advantage? Because I think either of those two would end up in front. Um, catch a wave if catch a wave doesn't cross them initially uh, but then if he does I'd say catch a wave would look to take trail behind each of rock and roll doing leap to fame and you know believe this or not um, I, I can see a more Vita coming out with catch a wave I, I can see a more Vita being quicker out of the gate than rock and roll doing leap to fame and wow. therefore uh, wow. m- maybe not leading but ending up in a prominent position because if rock and roll do or Leap to Fame, whichever one is without cover, the horse sitting behind it's going to get a lovely run. And that could be a Moray Vita. That's one, oh, that's A to, a to G. Um, so I don't know if you've got <laughs> enough time to go through the rest of them. I haven't been able to adapt now that Honolulu Bay's come out. But um, a lot works really. Better Eclipse and Bulletproof Boy, Catch a Wave and a Moray Vita. They're the ones that can sort out the race map. And uh, I think they'll all have respect for rock and roll, do and leap to fame. And whichever of those two get there first, if indeed they get there, um, will be the ones that could end up in front at the 1600. But it might take a while before they sort themselves out. I'll tell you what, I've made a critical decision. We're going to go to a break, and as much as Ollie will, this will hurt him. I don't, I'm, the best bets in the metro and the uh, multiculture might need to take a back seat here because we've still got a few more races to go and I, I want to analyse it properly and continue the chat about the Victoria. Uh, sorry. <laughs> um, time for a break. We'll come back. More discussion on the Pride Easy Feed Victoria Cup. Grand Circuit Race worth $300,000 tomorrow night at Melton Entertainment Park. Coming up on the Friday Forum Panel. Stick with us. Welcome back to the Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonington and Dan Malecki. Welcome back. This is the Friday Form Panel for a very, very, very large meeting uh, tomorrow night at Melton Entertainment Park, which is now known as, and we're talking about the Victoria Cup. So I'm going to give you, you've gone A through G. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to quickly throw this one out there with Honolulu Bay coming out. There is a chance, I think, that Bulletproof Boy won't even try to cross because how? what's the worst position he could end up in anyway? I mean, hey, Scotty Ewan might have... There might, might be 15% of him, I think, that would think... I'd, I'll tell you what, we'll let Catch a Wave get across. Uh, I don't want to do the early work because the early work, even if he does get across better Eclipse, might be the thing that cruels uh, his turn of speed where he might end up no further back than about 10 metres off the lead anyway, Danny. Is, is there a small chance... That might happen. Oh, there's there's a small chance of everything, everything. or anything yeah, yeah. here, I reckon. It's a Victoria Cup. There's no next week. <laughs> You'd want a all weakening fourth and a fast finishing fourth. All right, I'm, I'm just going to uh, rattle through a few questions because I want to get to the Oaks. Um, first question is, who wins the early battle between Rock and Roll 2 and Leap to Fame? Because that's going to be so crucial. 
if the draws were the other way around, I'd say definitely leap to fame. Uh, so I think Michael Stanley, uh, his horse has got to pace properly. Um, you know, that's a problem sometimes with rock and roll do, and then Michael drives him the way that he settles. Um, I'm thinking in this instance, there's a race within a race within a race within a race, and one of them might be rock and roll doing leap to fame in the first couple of hundred metres. So uh, that that could be the most intriguing battle in the whole Victoria Cup is that first 200 between those two horses. I narrowly go rock and roll do, but um, it's a 50-50 call, I reckon. Yeah, and I, but I think, that we, as we discussed earlier in the week, I, I don't know how it works out. The only way it works out badly for rock and roll do is if Leap, Leap to Fame works onto the front. But otherwise, he's probably yeah. leader or 1-1 one, one at worst. But there is a chance Leap to Fame... And I'll tell you what, if Leap to Fame does find the front, still listen to Dan Malecki, but you might want to go and boil the kettle as well because I'd, I'd say it's probably over at that point. Uh, catch a wave, a percentage chance he'll come out, I'd say about 85 to 90. Oh, I think he has to come out. If he doesn't yeah. come out, where does he end up? Uh, no, yeah. he has to go forward. Yeah. He, he, I've seen him begin like uh, when a, just a bullet... Oh. Uh, from particularly that sort of draw. And that's why I thought Amore Vita might try to come out as well because she has got gate speed. Um, I know Chris doesn't really like uh, lighting her up, but he mightn't have to. She just might simply be a couple of lengths quicker than a rock and roll do leap to fame. I mean, he's got to sum it up really quickly. He could be four deep first turn, go back. But Amore Vita's the one that could end up in the 1-1. So I think he'd be confident enough from that draw to give it a crack. As I said, prefer a weakening fourth and a fast finishing one. We're going to get to the Oaks numbers there in the Victoria Cup again. Pride's easy feed the sponsor. Four Rock and Roll do, five Leap to Fame, one better Eclipse, and seven or more AV to four, five, one, and seven. My apologies to not getting some of the other horses in. Captain Ravishing Act now in Cypher, Spirit of St. Louis, Mac Dan. <laughs> uh, we've mentioned better Eclipse, Bulletproof Board, because they're worthy of being in there to make a fantastic race. And for everyone that's involved, you know, the pieces have got to fall into place, but they're great horses, and I'm really looking forward to calling the winner, whoever it is. Four, five, one, and six for me, and the four dollars around rock and roll do. I think he's uh, that's great value. Um, Pride's easy feed, Victoria Oaks final. Uh, ha- earlier in the week, you were with Major Delight. You've had a love affair from the word go, and I'm, I would imagine, <laughs> I'd imagine you're going to stick with Major Delight here. Uh, it seems like I've had a lot of love affairs. I'm not yeah. a little bit Taylor, but um, <laughs> nonetheless, with the horses, I think it's all right. Yeah, I'm sticking with Major Delight. I think Sahara Bree is very hard to beat. Um, Sahara Breeze might allow Sweet Bella to cross early. I think Sahara Breeze is good off a sit, but would Chris Alpha be confident enough that Sweet Bella would retain the lead? Because Major Delight's going to have to work around and sit parked. I can't see Joyful mm. in any other position mm. bar either leaders back or three back the inside, but I reckon Major Delight would probably be parked uh, for the last mm. lap unless Sweet Bella led early. So, yeah. again, might be a little battle in the first couple of hundred metres, run of the first turn. I think Major Delight, 10 on top from 1, 8 and 3. One eight ten and three, another break. We'll get through races nine and ten, and if we've got time, we might backtrack to the Oaks. Jeez, uh, we could talk about this for nine hours, honestly. Friday, Friday form panel. We'll conclude in just a moment. Don't go anywhere, please, please.